all state departments uh, are applying the same formula that the SAPS has applied when setting numerical goals for for the affirmative action plan, namely to to reach the um, the national racial demographics at all levels in the workplace. And what we're saying is that this bars the way to also attack those plans because they're uh, almost a carbon copy of this plan. Um, and and that and that's very important because this is a bigger this is a bigger case than than only the SAPS. And hopefully it's uh, it's it sets down. Uh, good guidelines for also um, reviewing those plans, which if they uh, look the same and, um, and like we're saying, they, they all do, um, also um, can be rendered invalid. Does that mean you have within a view, uh, I mean, you've made it quite public, your opposition mm. to affirmative action as a policy in South Africa, that you intend to, um, you know, object to affirmative action as a policy nationally now that you've netted this victory? I think what, what what's very important to note is that we, we've been consistently opposed to, to this sort of affirmative action policy, policy or plan which the court has now almost indicated our position. We are not opposed to affirmative action which adheres to the Employment Equity Act and the Constitution. So I think that's a, a very important point to make. But yes, Nationally, we will be um, taking on all those plans um, which are, are similar to this plan because we have to do so because the Act renders them, uh, the Act and the Constitution renders them then also invalid. So I think, um, yes, we will have a bigger strategy, but also um, regarding the other, um, about 14 cases pending against the SAPS, we hopefully... Um, would like to engage with the SAPS in a constructive debate mm. about the way they go about it. You speak about numerical imperatives, which you say are what you're basically against, and you also say uh, the problem with this approach is uh, it lacks nuance. What nuance does it mm. lack? Well, the, the Employment Equity Act in Section 42 um, gives us uh, a formula or guidelines as to how this should look. It says a number of factors should be taken into account, which include the pool of suitably qualified persons, financial uh, um, factors, uh, the way the regional demographics, not only the national demographics, look. Um, uh, And those are guidelines set down by the Act. And we were saying, well, apply the Act and uh, to to only use the guideline of the absolute national racial demographics without, without um, um, also not looking at the economic active population, is simply not in line with what the Act envisages um, and, the, and the court has, has agreed with us. Mm. Now, when you talk about affirmative action or equity and looking at South Africa's uh, uh, history, others would argue that race plays a very huge part of this and it's about redress. So can you just expand to us then what fundamentally you have a challenge with with regards to application of the law in South Africa? Well, our main challenge was that um, because it's, it's been accepted almost as a norm that the formula to be used is, is, the, is to use the national racial demographics, which must be reflected in all levels, uh, in all workplaces in South Africa, and there's no imperative for that in any legislation. Um, and we're attacking that because it leads to, um, it doesn't lead to equality, um, and it creates um, new forms of equality. For example, 
the case of Renata Barnard, where no suitable candidate was found and the position was simply left vacant because the plan says um, a, person, a, a black person must be appointed.